The U.S. Census surveys Americans, and when they go from one state to another, why are you moving from state to state? The number one reason, you know what that is, Lars? What's that? Economic opportunity, jobs. People move because they have better employment and a better standard of living in another state. Hello, hello, and welcome to a special edition of Breakdown from the American Legislative Exchange Council. Today, we're going to take a look at recommendations handed down by Growing Michigan Together. A group put together by Governor Whitmer to examine the Wolverine State's stagnant, if not falling, population levels. Standing at 49th out of 50 in population growth since 1990, Michigan is trapped in a virtual standstill. And to help us better understand the issue and what these recommendations mean to the Michiganders is Jonathan Williams, Alex, Executive Vice President of Policy and Chief Economist, and a Michigander yourself. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you got it right, too, because it's Michiganders, not Michiganians. Some people <laughs> Michiganians. get that wrong, but you got it right. Okay. So you did spend some time there in Michigan. Yeah, 20-some years of my life there. Grew 20... up in Michigan and, uh, you know, witnessed a lot of these issues firsthand. You know, I was a graduate of the class of 2005, and a lot of the folks that graduated with me could not find jobs in Michigan because they didn't exist. You know, we were in a single state recession, as we called it back then, double-digit unemployment for the entire decade until the rest of the nation caught up with us, unfortunately, in the financial crisis. And it was a it was a tough time to be in Michigan uh, for those looking for economic opportunity. And so I think if there's one thing everyone in Michigan can agree upon today, and that is Republicans and Democrats across the board is we can never go back to the way things were during those single state recession years under then Governor Jennifer Granholm, whose approach to everything was build a new government program and then raise taxes and figure out how to pay for it later. You know, it, but I find that to be so unbelievable that there would be that big of a problem in Michigan. I mean, you're right there in the middle of it all. You've got great natural resources in there. And you had, at least for a good time, a booming economy. What is slowing things down? Well, you know, and it's a great question. Uh, we actually, even in the 1990s, even as the auto manufacturing industry faced global pressures from globalization and, and other aspects of that, and just lack of competitiveness broadly in the United States, uh, you know, Governor Engler had an incredible run of some pro-growth reforms in the 1990s were generally good years for Michigan outside of what was going on with globalization in the auto industry. Um, then we faced, you know, the downturn of 9-11 and never recovered until uh, the rest of the nation did after the financial crisis. And so a lot of uh, reasons to why that was the case. Uh, but like I said, you know, there was a lot of policy mistakes that happened during the Granholm administration of trying to build the Cool Cities Initiative or trying to build all kinds of government programs to try to fix what was clearly ailing Michigan. They were looking in the wrong uh, really place for those solutions. And unfortunately, I see a lot of parallels through that big government approach to economic development that we saw during those dark years of the Granholm administration to now what we're seeing in Governor Whitmer's uh, Council on Growing Michigan. Yeah, the Growing Michigan Together Council. You know, they put out their report, was it last week or this week? Yeah, just last Friday. Just last Friday. And what were some of the things that they said Michigan needs to turn the corner when it comes to losing population? Well, there was a lot of things they pointed towards, and some not all bad. I mean, I think that Governor Whitmer and the commission should be uh, commended for really looking at some of the causes of what's going on. Now, I think what they pointed towards was a lot of growing government, a lot of ways that taxpayers will be on the hook in the future, uh, and those are all concerning. Um, some of the things they pointed towards, let's say one that I want to call out specifically, I think is a good thing to look at, is uh, more public-private partnerships around, let's 
say infrastructure construction and providing infrastructure in a way that's more cost effective. We've found this to be the case in many competitive states across the country that Alec has pointed to as good examples of how to do things right. Um, however, most of the uh, solutions are more government intervention into the process. Now, one thing, maybe they hired very slick campaign consultants as we get into an election year here. They don't overtly call for tax increases in a lot of ways, but they very much get right up to the edge and pointing to the need to change institutions and change laws in order to accommodate what they see as a lack of, of growth in Michigan. I think they're just looking for answers in all the wrong places in many cases. Well, with new laws and new programs, there's got to be some way to pay for those new laws and programs because there's nothing that's ever handed down that actually makes it easier on the taxpayer. It always adds to it. Well, that's right. I mean, the great Milton Friedman always said there's no such thing as a free lunch. And essentially what is being proposed there is, you know, 50 some odd pages of things that sound great, uh, don't have a price tag associated with them, don't have any real legislative language yet. So it's really hard to know. I, I think there's a real threat to one of Michigan's most pro uh, taxpayer laws, and that is the Headley Amendment that's been in the Michigan Constitution for now more than 40 years that limits the growth of property tax burdens. A lot of people, uh, you know, think of Michigan. Some will say it's a low tax burden state, uh, not really in the lowest rung of states on tax burden. But one area that Michigan is in a relatively high uh, tax burden area already is property taxes. There's a lot of folks, and it, according to the uh, some of the reports coming out of the commission and their hearings, uh, folks that would like to go at the Headley Amendment, which would be awful for Michigan homeowners and would just raise the property tax burden across the state. And what we've seen in some of the other states, I mean, you look at the last decade or so, you look at Texas, you look at Florida, they've seen a big increase in their overall population. There's a net in-migration. People are coming there and versus they're leaving places like Michigan and California. And the big things seem to be property taxes. But a, a lot of people are saying, well, that's Florida and that's Texas. And those are outliers on there. You know, but is there anything that's a little bit closer to home that, that Michigan you could use as a blueprint? Well, there's a couple of it, really a tale of two states, so to speak. You have Illinois and Indiana. You know, great Midwestern examples of a state that does it right in Indiana and has for a couple of decades now, really starting with the great Mitch Daniels and making some great progress with tax cuts and right to work and so many free market policies. And Indiana was a state that like Michigan and, and Illinois and others had faced population challenges, but they've really turned the corner because they've embraced free market policies, has a flat tax uh, of just over 3% on personal income, has put in caps on property taxes, become a right to work state. Uh, and then you contrast that with Illinois. Uh, as Governor, former Governor Daniels always liked to say, you know, living next to Illinois is living next to the Simpsons, right? It just doesn't get any crazier. I mean, they are always embracing a big government progressive agenda, Illinois. And Illinois is one of the fastest out-migration states in America, losing more than 100,000 Americans over the last uh, year alone on net to the other 49 states. But I mean, to the broader question is, if this commission is all about allegedly growing Michigan, growing population, growing economic activity, and those are all great goals. Wouldn't it be important to know when Michiganders are leaving Michigan, where are they going? And then asking the question of what kind of policy environment are people leaving to support, right? Are they going, where are they going? It turns out they're going to Florida, they're going to Texas, and they're going to states that value economic opportunity. Florida, Texas, and Arizona are the top three destinations in this last year that Michiganders are decamping from Michigan going towards. And what do they like about those states? What's clear about those states? 
low tax environment, limited government spending, not all these big government programs to try to solve issues. And then they're right to work states or states that value economic freedom. Obviously, that's a sore subject. It's a big topic of debate in Lansing as Michigan uh, liberals have overturned Michigan's right to work lots. I think a huge potential problem for the state going forward. And so if anything, I think what's missing in this discussion is why are Michiganders leaving? Let's analyze where they're going and what are the policy attributes as people say they're going Going towards what their revealed preferences, as we as economists say, what is that basket of policies that they're going towards? What do they want? But they didn't ask the question why they were leaving. Didn't ask the question. So they, they, were, they were looking for what to do in order to stop the stagnation and if anything else, develop a, a, a net migration too, but they didn't ask why people were leaving. That's right. That's that's the gaping hole, I think, in this analysis. Otherwise, some really interesting ideas, lots of great hearings, a really glossy, nice report that I'm sure was tested by focus groups and other campaign consultants to avoid the words tax increases. But it's pointing Michigan in exactly the wrong direction today. Now, you, you've always said, as we've gone over these reports before, and we've gone over a lot of these reports, that people tend to vote with their feet. They move out when things get too tough, whether it be crime, whether it be the economic conditions, whatever the case might be, but they always vote with their feet. So as they're voting with their feet out of Michigan, you say they're going to Florida, they're going to Texas. I would think that it would be simple enough to learn that lesson, to see those tales and to try to make some sort of move. Is there and he said there were some positive things coming out of this. I mean, this is a key takeaway from rich states, poor states. 16 years now of tracking the migration flows across the states. And every year we're seeing hundreds of thousands of Americans vote with their feet away from states that value big government high tax approaches like Illinois, California and New York. Uh, approaches like Michigan, you know, had at one point in time. I think one interesting element that's missing from this analysis as well is, you know, let's learn from the history of Michigan. While we had a really tough decade that we were talking about in the Granholm years when Governor Rick Snyder was elected in 2010. Free market legislature came in. Michigan became a right-to-work state. They got rid of the hated Michigan business tax. And then Michigan almost turned the corner and got to a parity at net zero from population outflow by 2017, seven years later. So it can be done in a relatively short amount of time. You just have to pick the policies that actually drive growth. In fact, the U.S. Census surveys Americans when they go from one state to another, why are you moving from state to state? Kind of an important question to ask when you're thinking about a growing <laughs> Michigan Together Council. Not really mentioned in the analysis that the number one reason, you know what that is, Lars? What's that? Economic opportunity, jobs. People move because they have better employment and a better standard of living in another state. That's something that wasn't really addressed to say, how do we make Michigan that growth state that will bring in those employers from the other 49 states? Better opportunity, better employment, off I go for my job. It's not rocket surgery. It's kind of basic economics 101. <laughs> and on that note, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you, Jonathan, for coming in. And we'll be back soon with another edition of Breakdown.